it's episode two. So you know what that means. It's our final team by team breakdown and our championship predictions. Welcome to the EFL Sesh podcast. And welcome back to part two of our championship preview on the EFL Sesh podcast, where we'll cover off the remaining teams left on the board and draw some conclusions about who goes up and down this year. Um, I'm sure the odds will change based on uh, when we publish this 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 definitive report. Um, yeah, no doubt. Thank you so much for everyone who listened to episode one. And um d- pause this podcast immediately and go and listen to it if you haven't already because uh it's 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 stunning it's astonishing it's groundbreaking it um it breaks all the rules it plays by all the rules it does everything that you wished it would uh and more um before we jump in and start spinning the wheel again andy how did you um how did you think the first episode went did you enjoy it yeah yeah it was one of them things where you know we've talked about it for so long and when we actually got you know, into doing it, it was exactly what I kind of imagined that kind of shoot the breeze element and uh, just, you know, two mates just talking about football. But I, 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 I like the fact, I think we spoke about it off air that it's very much like we're no experts. That's the real key bit. We're no experts in this field. We're very much just telling our opinion and we don't claim to be these like fact statisticians that, Stack statisticians, statisticians, statisticians. I can't even say the word. It doesn't um, matter, we, Andy. It, we're not experts. Yeah, fine. exactly. We make up our words. We're not even experts of like the English language. We just we we just 100%. fast and loose. So yeah, no, I, I supremely enjoyed it, and hope the listeners did too. And I, you know, I'm, I think I'll speak for everybody listening that your tidbits and your facts really uh, stole the show in in the first episode. So yeah, plenty more of that, please. Wow, that is high praise indeed. But um, I agree. I imagine they all loved it. The crowd goes wild for an interesting fact. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I'll plug the socials again. So, you know, make sure you listen to us on, you know, all your podcasting platforms. We're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. And, you know, leave a five star review or Joe will hate you. So please. I will. <laughs> I'll know as well. <laughs> He'll know. know. He'll scout yeah. every single That'll come up in the next episode's interesting tidbit. I'll start <laughs> naming people by, yeah. By Absolutely. full name and potentially yeah, exactly. address if I work so, out a computer to that to that extent by then. Yeah, exactly. So you know, make sure you you know leave us a five star review. It'd be massively appreciated, and we want to grow this. Right, this is something we're really passionate about. So you know, let's get started. So, should I spin the wheel then, Joe? I'd love you to spin the wheel, Michael. Let's go for it. I think uh, I think last time I started, so you can start first, can't you? I can and will go for it. So. Team number 13 is Hull City. Hull City. Finished 15th last year. Will there be much change this year? Who knows? Um, Does manager Liam Rossinia inspire me? No. Just straight up no. Sorry, Liam, but no, you don't. Um, Does their transfer moves inspire me so far? Maybe. Maybe. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate the inclusion of Liam Delap. 
Yeah, um, that's a good signing. On loan, but love that. Um, I, I didn't realise, just, just for your intro, I didn't realise he was the Rory Delap son. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I just assumed that, that it was just the same last name, but no. Um, I wonder whether he has been tested and and his uh, his long throw has been put to the test. But then he is a striker. It yeah. doesn't really work as well if you're the striker sort of winging those long balls into the box. You're meant to be putting them in. Like it, w- it wouldn't have worked if Kenwin Jones was the one with the long throw, or <laughs> yeah. like Peter Crouch is there, like flinging them in for I don't know some tiny player like maybe Rory Delap, for example, on the end of it. So yeah, not 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 massively keen on that. Um, yeah, both Liam Delap, Ruben Vinegar, I think they're both good players, um, yeah. but not super exciting out. No one of note, seemingly. Um, a transfer of note in and of itself is Figueredo going to Fortaleza. I mean, what a wild transfer that is. A, which poor Brazilian scout got sent up to Hull to watch him play. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, mate, you're off to Hull for a month in January to watch to watch Figueredo plays. Like, oh, great. And then B, imagine getting that offer slide across your desk if you're Figueredo. Oh, I'd... I know you're really excited about potentially cracking 14th place in the championship next year's son, but there's an opening in Brazil's fourth largest city um, that, that might tempt you. Yeah. Like, unsurprisingly, he made that move. So, yeah, I found that uh, noteworthy. Um, yeah. Key players, I don't. I think they've got a pretty good midfield, but other than that, I don't think it's anything special. I like Seri, and I like yeah. Javier Simons as well. Um, Seri was one of them... Good. Seri was one of them players that was, you know, really touted and like went for big money, wasn't it? To Fulham, right? It was they, to Fulham, yeah. When, when they, they rebuilt like their entire million, squad, yeah. They, was like, when they yeah. went down. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he's he's a real sleeper player actually in that team. I think he's one of those ones. That a few good seasons under his belt in the championship, and he'll definitely pop up again in the Prem. Hmm. Uh, agreed. I think that's. I think I'm in alignment with you. It's been a bit. I. I like Liam Rossini as a guy. Seems like a bit of a top guy, but I I generally don't think they're gonna like yeah mm. perform too well in the league. I think they're gonna be pretty mediocre if I'm being totally honest. And that's yeah, that's yeah. uh that's a that's a fair assumption. So I say I agree with you on that one. Nice. Any and any tips? Any hugs to say? Yeah, and hopefully, tippets. what we've all been waiting for. Hopefully, <laughs> you'll appreciate these. There's two. There's one whole specific one and one football club one. The specific one. Now I look back on it, it's quite boring compared to the other one. So, just the whole whole city one was that their their telephone boxes aren't red. They're cream because Wonderful. at the turn of the century, when everyone was on BT, they had their own sort of local uh, telephone carrier. So nice. Yeah, that's a thrill. But um. In stark contrast, and I'm still yet to work out whether I've been had on by the internet here, but in the 80s, early 80s, the whole city chairman declared that they would be taking part in the first match on the moon. Uh, and it, so in some sources cite it as a sort of, oh, we want promotion this year and then next year and sort of the sky's the limit and we'll play on the moon. But then they went back to him recently, 10, 15 years ago, and he clarified, no, he had every intention of playing a game on the moon. He was like, well, why not? Like, it's good promo. So, I Definitely. don't know. It'd be a good excuse, though, if you're one of those, like, shit hole strikers who just punt it into Ray Z every time, being like, well, there's no gravity, is there? So, sorry. Oh, poor hole. Yeah. 
Oh, I feel like we've uh, yeah, they've come out quite badly. I, I have no strong feelings either way about Hull as a place or a team, but yeah, well, apparently I do. <laughs> apparently I, 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 I think... do. I think they peaked when they went, was it 2-0 up against Arsenal in the FA yeah, Cup? Yeah, bad times. Was, bad that, times for them. Yeah, that was when, when they peaked. But mm. yeah, no, downhill from half-time there. <laughs> yeah, it was very much so. I think we've spoken up about Hull, so let's spin the wheel again. So team number two in the, in our second episode. Oh, it's an interesting one for me. It's West Bromwich Albion. Love that. So... West Brom, you know, a bit of a funny club, really. Obviously, I I think they last season it seemed to be that they started really like a like a train and started like winning loads of games and seemed quite fancied for you know automatic promotion or even better. But then kind of like fell off a cliff, really, um, mm. which was a bit of a shame because I think they definitely had some you know you know a, a really good spine of that team and some you know pretty decent players um i think you know that they're they're a decent side right but they they their transfer activity has been a little bit lackluster i haven't really seen anyone of note that's come into the club i don't know if you've seen anyone differently joe but nobody yeah (laughs) that's fine um but i think their big one they've lost is obviously o'shea who is one of the best defenders last season that's gone to uh, burnley burnley seem to be coming up quite a lot this season they seem to be just building Mm. all the best players in the in the uh in the championship last season, let's let's bring them into the club, right? The and power of the football yeah, league, exactly. So that that, that seems to be a running theme there. But yeah, I think I showed a big loss for them. They also lost Carlin Grant to Cardiff. Um, so that was, you know, I think that's a again a bit of an elder statesman, but someone that I think that um, they'll they'll miss. So I'm a bit, you know, a bit underwhelmed with their with their kind of, you know, transfer activity. But they do have a team quite full of experience. They've got some decent players around that. Good spine. But I, I, I'm I, a bit worried for them. I don't think they'll be challenging for, you know, the playoff zone. But I think they'll be very comfortable in, like, top half of the table. Carlos Coburn, I think, you know, he seems a quite highly rated manager, a bit centric and a bit, you know, he, he's, he's... I think he was... Wasn't he linked with the Leeds job at one point when they were in mm. the Premier League? So I think he's clearly a highly rated manager, but it really depends on how they do. But I think they definitely need to buy some, you know, high quality with some depth there. You've got a nice, you know, six or seven million kitty from the O'Shea transfer. I think they need to invest that now and and really push on. But if they keep it the way I are, you know, I'm 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 not really I don't really think they're gonna go places this season. Don't know about mm. you, Joe. I think they will go places, and I do not think they're places that West Brom want to go. <laughs> um I I agree with your transfer analysis. I hate the fact they've lost Livermore and Rodic as well. Yeah, they're, Livermore. They're, they're yeah, two yeah. experienced players that you don't just want to lose on a well for nothing, basically. Um I have some faith in midfield. I like John Swift. I think he's done it before at championship level. Yeah, Chef um, United, wasn't it? Was it Sheffield United or was it uh, uh, and Reading? I believe and Reading. And Reading. Yeah. Um, I like uh their Turkish midfielder OK as well. Um, yeah, I'm not going to attempt his full name, but yeah. Um, similarly, Wallace, good good quality, but I I am concerned about West Brom. Um, yeah, I'm concerned about the fact that Carlos Corbran can't seem to defend after 170 career games as manager. He has a negative goal difference, which is not ideal. That is not um, ideal. I'm concerned that they have quite a tough run the first five games 
Um, I'm concerned that they had such a crap end to last year. Um, and I'm concerned, Andy, that their badge is a... Uh, is going to give them away this year. It, it's an indicator it's of things the WBA to come. One, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, there is that. So, there is a bird on their badge, Andy. Do you know what the bird is? No, is it a dove? It's a throstle. <laughs> it's a very to, word, it, isn't it, it? Which is apparently an old term for a thrush. Um, Man. but you know what thrush is in Latin? No, go for it. Oh, you've lost your Latin. It's turdus. And unfortunately, that is exactly how I see West Brom's season playing out. Um, oh, this took a turn. I'm, yeah, I'm full of no confidence for them. Mm, yeah. Worried. I'm a little bit worried, yeah, definitely. Um, I do like Jeb Wallace. I think he's a good, decent player. Yeah. Obviously, he did well at Millwall when he was there. And I think, you know, he's clearly their talisman. He needs to really hit the home hit home, hit the ground running. That's the word I was looking for, the phrase I was looking for to really mount a challenge. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm aligned to you. I'm a little bit worried about them this season. Yeah. Cool. Okay, next team. Let's, let's keep the keep the train moving. Yeah, crank that lever. Crank that lever. Oh, you've got... Yeah, I, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on this team. Watford. 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 Watford, Watford, Watford. Let's start with their transfers, shall we? Yes, in, um, pretty uninspiring from my, in my opinion. Tom Ince, don't hate, don't love. Reese yeah. Ely, don't hate, don't love. I think they're both fine. I think they're both championship players, but I, I think that they're both, they're not going to add anything. Um, outs, a mixed bag. I think the um, the loss of football manager legend Britta Sombolonga is. <laughs> A disaster for everyone involved. Why you release him, I don't know. Um, Jal Pedro, obviously, to Brighton is massive money, though, isn't ideal, but exactly as you say, huge money. So if, if they invest it and actually build a team around the players that they are keeping, it looks like Sar's going to stay miraculously again for another year, which I'm baffled by. Um, actually, I've seen yep. different. I've seen no. different. He's going to Marseille. I've seen that. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I'm definitely gonna. I'll, I'll leave me a second. I'll I'll definitely see. I think oh, don't worry. I have plenty more to say about Watford. Um, <laughs> yeah, go for it. The Tom Cleverly retiring is an active bonus for them. Um, I think he's retired roughly however many games he played after his first one. Too many for my liking. Um, yeah, I I I, I don't know. They'll be all right. Don't get me wrong; yeah. they'll be all right. I think they're 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 a mid-table team who'll do mid-table things. Um, I quite like the manager Ishmael. I like a I like a disciplinarian. I, I like someone who comes in, brings a bit of structure, brings a bit of running to the team. Yeah. Um, shuttle runs on first day of camp. I, I enjoy that. Um, and well, Ishmael Asal is going to be my key player for them. But if he's off, then then I don't know who. I'll uh, yeah, yeah so I'll leave it to the. Twelve hours ago. Twelve hours ago from it showing Minard Romano. So again, we're recording this on the twenty-fourth. Mm. Says exclusive is Malasar on his way to complete medical as new Olympic Marseille player. Five cool. years. You got your finger on the pulse, Andy. You, oh, that is finger on the pulse. I know. So I, I generally in my notes I said I think they could if they with Sar, they could get into the playoffs without trash. I don't think they're gonna get anywhere, in my opinion. Yeah, fair play. I think he's so integral to what they do, and he's he's that star quality which you need in some of them teams. Um, I also think the I, I do think the uh, there's a good point 
someone made, I think on Sky Sports News the other day, that, you know, the signing of Livermore, even though it might not be as inspiring, they just need some elder statesmen that just don't have an ego. They've been such a team which have so much change and they've had massive egos in that team. And I think they need someone that's just got a bit of a level head that may just unite the dressing room a little bit. Because I've lost Dini, who is one of their like glues, right? And one of their one of their like, you know, saviors and you know, pretty much God to a lot of Watford fans. But I think, you know, that they just that Livermore signing could just be a smart bit of business where, you know, it just just even though he might not play every game, he'll just bring that dressing room together a little bit, I think. Yeah, don't disagree. But yeah, it's it's yeah, I, I'm I, I'm a bit worried for Watford. I don't think they're gonna again, I don't think they're gonna do great this season, in my opinion. I think they're yeah. gonna be pretty average. Seconded. Bang yeah. average, some might say. Bang average. But obviously got the goat Elton John as obviously, you know, one of the famous fans and co chairman. Was he chairman still? I don't think he's chairman still, is he? No, he's not. He was chairman though. I don't know. I presume big, not because they're, they're big up Elton. Oh, they got yeah, the Pozzo family, yeah. the Pozzo family. Uh, yeah, I, uh, this took a wild turn. But yeah, big up Elton John as well. Yeah. Um, what a guy. Yeah, exactly. Listen to the podcast as well, like you know, avid listener. So you know, listen that's, to what <laughs> that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. contributor in the future. He's <laughs> constantly on my phone. Like, stop it, Elton. Come on. <laughs> it's it's embarrassing. You know, when you're that desperate, it's embarrassing for me. But. Also, how how long do you think Ishmael is gonna last as Watford manager? Is he gonna mm. how many how many manager changes are we going for this season? I think a few. Yeah. I, I think he ruffles feathers, does Ishmael. Yeah. And Watford notoriously like to remain unruffled. So Yeah. Yeah. You know what happens when you you know, when you poke wasps, they, they get very angry and they sting you. I yeah. feel like he's gonna get stung multiple times. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Cool. Okay, should we crack on with the next team? Let's do it. So it's my turn. So ah, I've got an absolute fallen giant in Blackburn Rovers. Woof. So funny enough, I've really I really like Blackburn as a club. Always liked them. Don't know why. It's just always been a club that I've always had a bit of an affinity to. Um I think it was based on you know, they had some quality players like Morton Gamps, Pedersen and Tunchai who always scored like absolute bangers back in the day. So I think I kind of grow in a love for, you know, they had Paul Robinson, you know, Brett Emerton, you know, some of them, Lucas Neal. I just, I just love them. Just, just they always had players which had character and, and uh, you know, just massive throwbacks in the past. So I've always had a bit of an affinity with, with Blackburn. Um, I, I Looking at their team, I, I think they've got some really, you know, decent players. I think they've got some really exciting youngsters. Like for me, Pickering is a really, really exciting. Is he fullback, right? He seems mm. like a really, really decent player. Um, I like the manager. I think John Joel is it John Dole Thomason or Thomason. Um, I think he definitely proved last season that he, you know, he sets up teams to 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 win. He's a very positive manager, plays some good football. Um, I think they need to invest a lot more in they've only really brought in Ennis from Plymouth who's a good signing I think that's a good signing did very well in League One last year but obviously they've lost Brereton Diaz which is a massive you know loss for them right so and and you know released players like Bradley Dack and Ayala you know some Mm -hmm. statesmen but losing goals and assists and just general play that Brereton Diaz or that brought to that team I think that's a really tough 
and and he went on a free as well, didn't he? He didn't even get any money for him. I, don't, I think it's a free transfer, wasn't it, to Villarreal? Yeah, it, it, it speaks to a lot of the transfer business they've done, really. Yeah. And I think I think you're right to identify John Dale Thompson as somebody who's probably keeping them where they are. Yeah, agreed. And somebody who won't stay for much longer if if they're not going to back him. Um, yeah. Which is what made it so difficult to place Blackburn this year, I think. I think it's very dependent on A, the transfer business, and B, the subsequent... Uh, managerial change that that does or doesn't um make way yeah. for so in in my table i've i've at the moment just gotten missing out on playoffs this year so i think they will be in there or thereabouts and i think they've still got a really good team around them but at this moment in time with the transfer business they've done and generally just i think that loss of Brereton diaz i think that all accumulates or formulates itself to you know, just an, a nearly men kind of season and just missing out on the playoffs. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it, really. But again, they could just go on a run. They, you know, they're, they're very capable and they do have some really you know, good, a good spine of that team. But they need someone that scores goals and they need to get them quick, essentially. Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore. I think I've probably gone slightly too high for them, really, this year. Hmm. I think my Regency bias of where they came last year <laughs> sort of hamstrung yeah. me. But, uh, yeah, I agree with that assessment wholeheartedly. Yeah, but again, I just love the club. Just always have a mm. defence of Blackburn for some reason. And, uh, you know, that I hope they do well, but I'm just a bit, you know. And obviously, Premier League champions, right? Won the first ever Premier League winners. Mm. Yeah, and they've won the, you know, they've won six FA Cups, which is mad when you think about it, right? There's loads of, like, history around it. And it's a massive club. And like, I think Ewood Park was always that stadium, which is always kind of well-known, right? And it... I, I, would love to go that would love to gone there back in the day. There's a mm. WhatsApp fan as a and we've had some great games of Blackburn over the years, right? And and uh yeah, just hope they do well. That's the, you know, they're my they're my kind of like, you know, rooting for team, I'd say, in the league. That's nice. I imagine you also like them so much because the Blackburn and Blackburn area was subjected to glaciation during the Pleistocene Ice Age. And the sandstone and shale bedrock is overlain in much of the area by glacial deposits called till. I imagine that's what draws you there. Absolutely. Yeah. It did me. That's why I've got them so high on the table. (laughs) Dizzy heights. Mm. Dizzy heights. I love it. That's good. Um, But yeah, big up Blackburn. Hope they do well. Mm. Cool. Spin that wheel. Over to you, Joe. Spin it, mate. That's what it's all about. Oh, in, I'm interested to hear your views on this team, actually. I'm really excited. Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I was a disaster class not bringing back big Morsey. Um, <laughs> I, I do not like that. I do not like that one bit. Um, yeah. All these claims of how much money he was after and blah, blah, blah. I don't really care. I think that if you've just been through a a playoff run like they have, well, number yeah. one, to pick yourselves up after getting 96 points and ending up in the playoffs is, is bizarre. But they did that anyway. To then go through such a succession of, you know, last minute winners, record turnarounds, you name it, they did it in, in that playoff. Um What's the one thing you don't want to do going into the championship where you wish to remain for the foreseeable future? Shake the team up. And that's yeah. exactly what they've done. And I think it, 
And we spoke, you know, you speak earlier of players like Barry Bannon, obviously Barry Bannon, Josh Windass, Michael Smith. Yeah. They're, they're important players on the pitch. Absolutely. Very good. Yeah, very good players. But they're a team that really revolves around that head coach. And I'm astonished um, that that's the tack, the track they've gone down. And and to expect the sympathy of the fans as well is 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 bizarre. Um, that's, that's, uh, the, that's the big uh, one, right? Like, yeah. Like it, it, Sheffield, like both Sheffield clubs. So one of my best mates from university, he's a massive Sheffield United fan. Mm. And both of the Sheffield clubs are literally, their fan base is the bedrock of their mm. team, right? It's absolutely the foundation, right? If they don't get the fans on side, then it's all going to go tits up essentially. So the fact that, you know, more, I think you should have just had a crack at, you know, yeah. give at least a crack. If it didn't go well in the first six games, you can get rid of him and get a new new manager in. I think that's incredibly harsh, what he's just achieved with that team. Mm. Yes, the first leg against Peterborough was an absolute shambles, but that comeback was possibly one of the best comebacks I've ever seen, like, mm. just watching it. Absolutely mesmerising. Um, so, you know, that alone, and winning the playoff final, right, and winning that, you know, in the last minute, the, literally the last minute of added time, right? Mm. Exactly. Like, that that takes a lot of you know courage. That takes a lot of belief from the manager, and I think you, uh, I think you'll probably go on to the manager. But you're bringing in someone that was a bit of a you know did all right at Watford, but didn't you know didn't wasn't revolutionary in their you know in 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 the world of Watford. You know they change managers quite regularly. I'm I'm not very you know I was quite underwhelmed by that appointment. Mm, I think I think that's it. I think. I've got nothing personally against this game. Munoz, I'm sure he's a lovely fella, but I don't know why you would bring him into a club like that at a time like that. I feel like he's the wrong manager at the wrong time. Um, And I think they will pay the price for it annoyingly. I like Sheffield Wednesday as a club and I think they deserve to be in the championship, but their transfer, their non-existent transfer business and their, commitment to shuffling the deck when it didn't need to be shuffled um will not pay off i do not believe well you you have them going down potentially potentially i like that fishing but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. actually that's one i'd stand by i do i do have them going down quite comprehensively interesting I think they've shot themselves in the foot massively i disagree i, I, disagree. I think some of their players mm. are getting through and i've put them like mid table to be totally honest mm. so interesting but um, yeah, I, I I think the 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 transfer business is very mediocre at best, and they really need to invest in some players um, just to give them a bit more squad depth. They have obviously a really good spine and some decent players, but you know in that team, but they definitely need to you know invest heavily. I think to to give them the depth they need to do a forty six game season in the championship. Hundred percent. So any any cool Sheffield Wednesday facts you've got or tidbits, Sergio? So I'm, I'm checking the notes now. It's not a fact so much as a question to myself that I appear to have not answered. Um, there is Latin on the badge. Yeah. Concilio et animis, which translates to roughly by wisdom and courage. And I have asked myself, what on earth? What does this even mean? <laughs> and I I stand by that, to be honest. What What's that got to do with, uh, with, with football or, or yeah. playing football or setting up a football club? No, not for me that one. It's like to dare is to do, isn't it? Yeah. That's the Tottenham Again, one. Isn't yeah, it? what's yeah. that? What's the Latin for to score the goal or like to yeah to not concede? That'd be yeah. on my badge, I reckon. 
What is it? Nil nil draw on Stoke on a Tuesday <laughs> night. What's that in Latin? Yeah, absolutely. Can you do it on a Tuesday night at Stoke? That's what it's all about, <laughs> isn't it? Um, cool. No, no, I think that's everything about Sheffield Wednesday. I think yeah. uh, we're, we're pretty aligned, maybe not in the league position as such, but mm. that's fine. I'm going to spin that wheel again. Do it. Who am I going to get? Oh, okay. One of the big hitters, I think. So, Southampton. Southampton. Love it. Southampton. So, again, always kind of like Southampton for some reason. Obviously, like Matt Letizia being a bit of a legend there. Um, you know, generally, they've been in the Premier League for a long time and they've obviously been down and up a little bit. But, you know, I think they definitely well-deserved to go down. Um, and... Yeah, they definitely invested heavily into a really, really young squad, which didn't pay off. But, spoiler alert, I think they're going to do really well this season. I think they've got the min. I say we said in the last episode the minerals, but I think they've got a really. I really rate Russell Martin as a manager. I think that's a really, really sensible, good appointment. I think he did great work at Swansea, and he plays the kind of football I think that. Southampton fans kind of want which is you know quite expansive quite really positive football I think it's a you know a very decent appointment they've obviously got they've invested a lot in this Charles fella from Man City again relative youngster for like 10 million clearly sees a future in that team and and you know I think they haven't really lost too many players yet they probably mm. will lose Ward Prowse and and Lavia and Livermento but they'll command massive fees they'll probably make over 100 million on them players which is mm hell of a lot of money, which I think they'll invest really, really smartly. The Manning signing, I know you obviously were a little bit sad about that one in the last episode. Mm. I think that's a great signing for them. I think he was a very key player of that Swansea side last season. And I think he'll just add to that squad depth. You know, I I think they've got rid of some players that they didn't need. I think that's that's been some smart business on the out. I think, you know, if they lose Ward, Prowse and Navia, they need to invest in some really high quality central midfielders just to you know, fill that gap because, you know, you need to replace like the six or seven goals guaranteed you're going to get from War Prowse and set pieces and and generally just, you know, the workhorse, you know, the the quality that Lavia has, right? He's obviously commanding really high fees from some of the biggest clubs in, in, in the Premier League. So, you know, he clearly has got something about him. But I still think they've definitely got enough around them to, you know, mount a very serious challenge for automatic promotion this season. What about you? Yeah, I do agree. Um, I think they're in a really strong position, not only by the fact that they're not, um, well, so far seem to have retained the vast majority of their squad from last year, which I think is still a very good one. Um, but I think they are going to cling on to the players that they need to. I think yeah. people like Che Adams, if they can keep hold of him, I think he scores yeah. tons in the championship. Um, Adam Armstrong knows Adam yeah. championship. That's a great exactly. asset to have, you know. Yeah, I think there's goals there. And actually, I... And, I don't personally see players like like Lavia, I think would be a miss. If you cash in on Ward Prowse now, I think that's best case scenario for them. Yeah. Free up some funds to buy some players for the future. Um free kick merchant, mate. Uh, I yeah, I, there you go. There's my hot take for the season. Um don't rate him that highly. I think it's a negative that fifteen he scores fifteen percent of all his direct free kick attempts because it means he doesn't score any other goals. Um yeah, I, I think he if he goes, I think they're still in absolutely fine. I think they're they're still ship shape. Yeah. Um I think I'll do very strongly this year. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. So yeah, I have them in 
uh, automatic promotion places mm. just FYI. but i think yeah they've they've got everything they need and i think you know just invest more use that money to invest and get some strength even via really high level championship players or maybe you know try and get some players from like high level you know other leagues in belgium or spain portugal you know them kind of teams I'm sure they'll. I'm sure he'll f- pluck some absolute whiz kid in out of the air, right? And they'll do well. I, I, I think they've got the right foundation to to do that. And uh, and and our director Crabbers will be very very happy uh, from work. He's a massive Southampton fan, so hmm. they, he'll be over the moon with that with that prediction. To be fair, hmm. any any cool uh, any cool facts on Southampton you got, Joe? Well, cool is uh is pushing it, but yeah. um. Did you know that Hampshire takes its name from Southampton? Well, it's got Hampton in the name, isn't it? It does. But yeah, in it... a weird in a weird twist, Southampton isn't part of Hampshire. Oh, interesting. It is an independent unitary authority and is only wow. included in Hampshire for ceremonial purposes. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's a that's a real thriller. That's probably <laughs> the best out of the bunch. So if you are taking notes, note that one down and bring it out at every birthday party christmas party that will yeah. really get the crowd going they love That's that the trick right there isn't yeah it? yeah they they react really well to that one sensational love mm. that cool okay next team on the list over to you joe and we have queen's park rangers great um well barely avoided relegation this year um Will they do the same next year? Who's to say? Um, I think they're in a bit of trouble. I don't mind the manager. don't mind Gareth Ainsworth. I think he's being hamstrung by the ownership around him. I think if you're going to appoint a manager like that, I don't know why you wouldn't bring the players in that he clearly needs. Um, He's trying to play football a certain way and they're clinging on to a, a formula that seemingly doesn't work like I, I get it like you get a player like Eze through the system and you think all of a sudden we've got a world-class academy but you need 10 Eze's you don't need one um yeah I don't get their transfer business really I think although Paul Smith from Orient actually last year is a great pickup yeah particularly on a free he's an injury prone player and he has almost been proven not to do it in the championship so far. So I think that's a bit of a roll of the dice. Um, I don't know. Other notable <laughs> introductions, Asmir Begovic. I mean, I don't, again, yeah. don't hate it, don't love it. Um, but when you, lose, when you lose Sonny Dieng, that's a yeah. loss to Middlesbrough, right? So I don't, that, I don't love the players they're losing either in terms yeah. of they 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 need to keep hold of players like that <laughs> like uh, I, i'm yeah i'm unconvinced about their chances this year when when you're relying on you know is it willock isn't it is one of their key players and yeah. is it chair or shirt chair isn't it he's a mm. big player for him but i don't think that's enough i really agree with you i think they're really going to struggle this season and yeah gareth ainsworth you can't not love him right he's he's mm. He, he's been it was obviously at Wickham for like was it 10 years was it was he 10 years manager at Wickham he was mad since, since time immemorial yeah. 
Because <laughs> yeah. when they became a club, he was birthed into that managerial role. <laughs> so, you know, he's someone that, and he, and he loves QPR, right? This is a club, he's, isn't it? The club he supported as a kid, right? And all he played for, right? And and he's he, he must love that job. But I do think he's being, you know, like you said, stru- uh, hamstrung and I think, little bit over his head at the moment with that role with that role. I don't think anyone could go into that job and probably do a good job at the moment. So I think it's a real tough time for that club, unfortunately. I agree. I was so down on their chances this year. I didn't even come up with an interesting tidbit. I just I just left it. I was like, (laughs) wow. I'll just compound that misery by leaving them as the only club to be, I don't know, non pepped up, just sitting there. Sorry, QPR. No worries. Sorry, QPR fans, but you know, mm. please, please please like us in the comments, please, and and uh, you know, put, give us your opinion also, because you might have some information that we don't have. So anything would be much appreciated. <laughs> like how to win with crap players. That is definitely information <laughs> I don't hold. So yeah, if you yeah. can enlighten me, that would be really helpful. Exactly. Completely agree. Okay, let's spin that wheel. We only got five teams left, which is mad. We've got rattled through this rapid fire. Okay. Oh, so interesting one for me. West Ham's fiercest rivals, Millwall. So obviously Millwall, you know, very well-known club, you know, very famous for their fans and very famous for the general like foundation of the club. West Ham's biggest rivals, as I've alluded to. Um, But, you know, for me, I've, I really like Gary Rowett as a player. Uh, sorry, as a manager, sorry. I think he's, you know, he's experienced. He's done well with that team. Very proven in the championship. Knows the way around the league. I think it's a decent manager and I quite like that. And I've been quite impressed with their, I've been quite impressed with their um, uh, transfers. I think Nisbet is a very, very good signing from, from Hibernian. Like he's a very proven goal scorer. I know it's obviously Scottish Premier League, but I think that's, that equates to probably championship level maybe uh, you might disagree with me joe i think brian's a very decent signing from fulham he's proven in the championship when you know fulham tore up the league that season very experienced and you know he's played at the highest level and i think that's a really decent signing they've got this denor who's quite highly rated from belgium i think that's a that's a decent signing one for the future um and they've just got rid of a quite a lot of fodder i think they do have an old squad which you know i think they probably need to bring in some younger blood a bit more um but i think you know, Fleming's a decent player for them. I think that's a very, he can have a big season. I think Nisbet's due to have a good season. I think that's a really good signing. And I think they'll do well, but I still think they've probably just not got enough. Because obviously they got agonisingly close last season, didn't they? But they just fell off a bit of a cliff at the end of the season. And just, it was a bit of a damp squid and ended up a little bit of a... um anti-climax for them last season so but I still think they'll probably be in the same position around that area this season so what do you think Joe? Yeah I I don't hate that to be honest don't have a great deal to add I'd <laughs> say for me one of their key players is uh, Tom Bradshaw yes. I, um, love watching that guy play I think he's a good player um, teams up around him as well which always helps but um yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going very uh, middle of the road for Mill this year. I'm not going hot or cold. I'm going tepid, Tepid's, lukewarm. Yeah. Just yeah. the right, just the right temperature of porridge. I reckon this year for them. Nice. Um, Love that. Yeah. Trying to find interesting facts for Mill is actually quite annoying because you just get a bunch of hooligan stuff, which is very yeah. Just like, not what you're after. But I am. Um, 
I found some nicer statistics for you to maybe try and like you know lighten the mood. Yeah, maybe you can get these out next time when someone asks you about Millwall. Well, uh, twenty seventeen EFL Family Club of the Year. Love that. So that's nice. Um, twenty twenty one, twenty two, twenty 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 one. Sorry, Fair Play League third mm-hmm. place. So that's you know that's that's almost all make promotion spots. Twenty twenty two, twenty three, Fair Play League second. So if the leagues were determined on red and yellow cards, they would be in the Prem, which is quite, quite, quite good, I guess, if you're an opposing player um, or an opposing fan. Maybe that's why they never do very well. But um, yeah, there you go. There's some some positive stats to go with there. Unfairly earned, apparently, in modern times, uh, reputation. Yeah, I, I, they've always been, re- yeah, the reputation like West Ham, like obviously like hooliganism and and firms, right? But I do, I do think that it's quite unjust, you know, both clubs. To be fair, but you know, there's some there's some very positive stats there. So um, you know, big up Millwall. Like I, I, I don't mm. dis- as a West Ham fan, obviously I naturally dislike your club, but that's you know that's uh, again, I think you know sometimes it's unjust, and you know. Wish you well. Just don't want to be in the same league as you. That's you can you can stay in the championship. That's fine with me. <laughs> All good. I'm glad we have that understanding, Millwall. Love that. Okay, four teams to go. It's not not long now. We'll be finished finished our full review. Ah, Joe, you have Middlesbrough. Excellent, because I like Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Um, not only as a team in general, but also yeah. their chances for this year. Agreed. Um, I think Michael Carrick seemingly staying for another year is excellent news for them. I think he's got them playing, I don't want to say nice football, but it's good football. Um, and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate function over form. Um, haven't seemed to have lost any key players so far this summer for them, which is, well... Excellent news. I'd say the only real worry bead for them would be losing Cameron Archer, which I knew they were going to do because he was only on loan, but I do feel like you need to replace him. Um, he's another one of those Gokurez-style signings that brings yeah. goals, absolutely, but he's also a presence. Um, nobody likes playing against a big unit up front, um, and he is one of them. So, yeah, I think that they'll need to do a bit of business there, but there's still plenty of time. Um They've cooked up quite an interesting like goalkeeper switch. Like they've had sort yeah. of three, three or four going out and three coming in. Um, with one of them being the notoriously butterfingered Jamie Jones as well. So hopefully he doesn't get get a start for them, or he'll uh, he'll really mess up my prediction for uh, for next year. But um, yeah, I, I don't see any anything notable for in their in their transfer business really. Um, well, a lot of youth, it looks like yeah, a lot, lot of yeah. like youth, youth players like Rogers from the City. Looks like they got someone from Melbourne City who's a young goalkeeper, I think, or and then Vanderberg went into some like you know, some Australian league and Boca, got a player from Boca Junior, so clearly he must be pretty decent. So, you know, I think they've clearly Carrick's got an eye for a player. There you go, classic. Maybe he's playing football manager. Maybe I feel like, ra- I feel like raiding Boca Juniors is the classic maneuver. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's got one eye on the game. He's he's simmed through a season and he's gone right. Okay, I'll uh, I'll pick up some South American kid, wonder kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, their key player this year is going to be keeping a keeping him in general, but also keeping him firing in Tuba Akpom. Love him. Um, 
what a striker he is. Score almost thirty goals in a season if you're not very good. So no, I yeah, I um got a lot of time for Tuba. Yeah, my my notes exactly say if they keep at conf, at pom fit and firing, they'll be right up there. That's what I that was my words exactly. Mm. My notes. Love that. He scored 28 goals last year, as we've just said. How many of them did he score in the first half of games, Andy? Oh, I don't know. Probably about... I bet I bet he strikes me as a second-half kind of player, so I'm going to go for three and then 20 Ooh. in the second half. He actually, he's actually more even, so he scored 11. Oh, OK. And he scored 17 in the second half. What I thought was mad was that he scored nine times twice, but he scored 28 goals. Oh, I guess actually... I'm sort of disproving this theory live. It doesn't actually account for if we scored like one, two, and three, and they only won three nil. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, ignore me. I'm not nearly as <laughs> that is nearly as interesting. If I'm glad I didn't choose that one, eh? I'm glad I chose the first half, second half one, and didn't bring up the other one. Um, yeah, no, but I think I think we're I think we're pretty consensus. I think Middlesbrough will do well this year. I think they've they've got the they've got a really good foundation. I think they will do well this year, and I like the manager. I think Carrick's done going to do a good job. I agree. Will they or will they not have the minerals for the season this year, Andy? <laughs> I think they do. I think they've got the minerals mm. and they've got them. Yeah, definitely. Good. In the bag. They'll In be the pleased bag. to know. Yeah, exactly. I like Middlesbrough. I think I'm similar to you. Mm. Oh, I was hoping I was getting to get this team. I have Leeds United. Nice. So, Dirty Leeds, as they're called, you know, there's loads of different names for Leeds. One of my best mates from uni was a ma- is a massive Leeds fan, and what's going on at that club at the moment is genuinely madness, isn't it? Like they've just mm. been taken over by the 49ers. That's actually my club in the NFL. Um, random fact about me, mm. but um, they've obviously, you know, they've lost a lot of players and a lot of players off the wage bill. So Rodrigo's gone. I felt that was a criminal fee. They only lost him for like mm. two or three million to Al Rayan or Rayan. Uh, Koch is gone. Aronson's gone. You know, Christensen's gone. That's a, a big, big part of that team. And I was concerned because they had literally no transfer business. And then I think we texted each other and went, Ethan Ampadu's come. Mm. <laughs> came out of nowhere. <laughs> Um, which I think is a very, actually a very decent Yeah, I like that business. Yeah, I, li- I like that business. It's very good. And I think... Farker's a good good manager. He's obviously yeah. you know, very well respected for his time in Norwich. You know, seems to play again. You know, that season when he was manager, you know, Norwich absolutely tore up the league, didn't they? And mm. you know, he got Pookie firing. And I think you know, Bamford's probably that kind of player that needs you know someone like Farker to get the best out of him again. And I think he'll stay. And I think again, he's someone that can you know, you know that that will help them you know help get the best out of Bamford again or do you know do well and you know Bam- uh, firing Bamford in the championship you know defenses are going to be scared aren't they let's face it I think that's a that's that's something to 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 hold on to but I think the state of the club at the moment is just so there's so much going on so much change I think that probably might derail them a little bit and I think it might they might struggle at the start of the season to adjust I think, you know, if they if they can keep players like Notto, James, you know, Dan James, you know, Sinistera, that's he's a decent player. You know, you've got some really 
good players in that team. And if they keep a lot of them, then they surely have a chance. But I think there's just too much going on in that club that that's going to derail them. And I think it's going to make them lose concentration. And when you don't have stability, well, you, you may have a bit of stability now, but there's always going to be a period of instability when you have new owners. And, you know, players are going to going to feel that. And I think that will filter down. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about them this season, but I still think they've got enough to probably mount a playoff push, in my opinion. Mm. I like that. I've uh, I've gone large on Leeds this year. I think they uh, with Daniel Farker at the helm. I think yeah. we're looking at the gunslingers of the championship. Nice, one hundred uh, goals scored, ninety nine conceded. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the. I mean, there's. I don't hate their defense, but I don't think there's anything notable about it. And I never bought into the hyper on Melier either. But yeah. I think going forward, the I think you've mentioned a few of them, but players like Harrison, Sinistera, Somerville, Bamford, Nonto. All of those players are at the top of their games in the championship. Um, so I'm I'm imagining goals and lots of them. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll be boring either way, whether they come second or twenty second. I think they're yeah. uh, they're going to come out all guns blazing, hopefully. Yeah, uh, and I'd love to see it, right? And I I think they've definitely got the ammunition to do that. It's just whether I just really worry about you know when there's change into like you know the upper echelons of the club that just filters down so as long as that don't derail them i you know i think they could they could definitely be the gunslingers of the league completely agree really if they start picking the ball up and like flinging it around to one another we'll know that the yeah it's filtered down too much from the top of the club and uh somebody needs to have some words no i think farker's a good good um good appointment i think he's um you need to have a bit. You need to be obviously a big personality to work for a club like Leeds, right? Massive club. The fan base is absolutely madness, right? Ellen Road is an absolute fortress, and it's one of the most famous stadiums in England, right? Maybe even the world. So you know, it, it's it's you need a big personality. And I think Farker's got that personality, right? He seems to be someone that thrives on that. I love that claim. We'll be revisiting that at some point. Ellen yeah, Road yeah. being a a temple of football for the world. I I'm yeah. a huge fan of that shout. Absolutely. Well, it is it is quite an iconic stadium, Ellen mm. Road. Speaking of it being a cauldron, that's a great segue. Yeah, yeah. Leeds first year back in the Prem, 2020-2021. Any guesses as to their average attendance? Well, there was, there was COVID, right? So, oh, you you've you've got the trick. You've got the trick. To <laughs> it's really it. like fifty-five yeah. in average capacity. <laughs> I don't know really. What is what was it? It was four hundred and seventy-four. You're that. exactly right. It was the COVID season, so you didn't fall for it. But <laughs> thirty-five of the thirty-eight games were played behind closed doors. So oh, that's, that's terrible. Imagine getting promoted to the Prem and uh missing the whole first season. Disaster. I remember they like they, they played so well against Les- Liverpool in the first game of the season as well when they came back up. Hmm. Like Klopp couldn't even believe it, could they? It was like rock and roll football by Bielsa, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a team that I think you know definitely can do bits, but I think they just need they need to get on a run, and if they get on a run, then you know, like you said, they could be the gunslingers, and they could they could romp the league absolutely. I'm backing it, backing it, love it, Joe, love the positivity. It's what mm-hmm. we all, what we live for. Okay, two more teams left, last two, and it's uh, yeah, shoe, isn't it? Joe. So it is. you have got Rotherham. Ah, Ratterham. Um <laughs> a long standing grudge between me and Rotherham. Um 
the scene of the crime of the worst day of my life. 2013-14 season, playoff final, half-time, Orient 2, Rotherham 0. And I thought, blimey, it's happening. This is the best day of my life. It's all come to fruition. I've got loads of friends here. Um, pissed so far. It was gloriously sunny. Um, yeah, everything was going well. And then 45 minutes later, we'd let in two goals. One of them being the best goal Alex Ravel will ever score in his life. Oh, I remember like that. Like a 45-yard well. volley. Um, struggle through extra time, get to penalties, win the toss so they're all taken in front of us. And then we proceed to take, however, did we take all five? Who knows? The worst succession of penalties I've ever seen in my life. I don't, I, people with no legs have taken better penalties. Um, yeah, and we then subsequently lost. I think I sat around in Wembley for about half an hour, close to tears, went home. Disaster. Um, but yeah, anyway, Rotherham season, uh, pretty crap. I reckon they'll come bottom. Yeah, I think I've got them near bottom, to be fair. I think, you know, their their transfer business, they lost us at Ogbeni for from to Luton. That was a that was a big loss for them. Um, you know, not strong enough in the transfer business. They've got Cafu, who's like really old from Forest. Um I was very disappointed when that wasn't the Cafu as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the audacity to call yourself Cafu and uh, and not be the Cafu. Come on. And the manager as well. I don't really know. It don't really know too much about the manager. Is it Matt Taylor, isn't it? I don't. Yeah. Really, yeah. I, again, don't really know too much about him. Do you know much about him from your side? Not particularly. I, I think in marg- marginally less glib fashion. Um, I do genuinely think that they're, they're they're they've got a bad bad run this year. Um, considering really that last year they saved their season in January, like they weren't going totally great guns. Bought in a bunch of sticking plasters, which they have now subsequently removed. Um, with it looking like absolutely zero of those players are going to come back, <laughs> I, I think they're in big, big trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think I couldn't agree more. I think they're, you know, they're unless they somehow pull a rabbit out of the hat. Like if if Jordan Hugel can go back to his days when he was at Preston when he was scoring loads of goals, um, then you know. I don't think they're going to get anywhere. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think they could either be rock bottom or very, very close. Then they're going to have a struggling season, unfortunately. Any, any? Uh... I, I do. You've actually stunned me into silence because the the segue now works very well into my interesting fact. But I was going to segue myself into it with the rabbits out of hats. Love that, but you, but you have. T- I, I, I can't believe how staged that looks. But <laughs> speaking of rabbits, uh, Rotherham is the hometown of eighties chart sensation Jive Bunny and uh, and the Chuckle Brothers as well. Um, to you, so, yeah, to me to leak too. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. That's sensational work. That's great. Awesome stuff. Yeah, that was that was a great segue. Rate that very, very highly. Mm. Good, good. Okay, well, we're at the last team, which is mad, right? And mm. uh, it's funny enough, the team that's currently top of the championship because of alphabetical order, Birmingham City. Um, yeah. To be fair, I'm, 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 I'm quite. I don't know. 
I have a little feeling that they're not they're going to do pretty well this season for some reason. Uh, they only just scraped a little bit at the end of the season and kind of just stayed up. But I, I I'm kind of rating their I'm rating their uh, transfer business. They got Roberts off Leeds, which I think is a very decent signing mm. for the championship. I like the Dembele signing from Bournemouth. I think he's a prospect. He's got to prove himself. Led, uh, I think he's quite highly rated at Man United. I think that's a very decent signing. Um, Sanderson, who played last season, got him permanent now from Wolves, and I think he's he's. I think for me, he, they're the, he's the key player. I think if they can shore up the back and keep them, you know, keep keep that relatively light um, in terms of goals conceded, I think you know they they've got a they're going to probably do a lot better than they did last season. I'm quite optimistic. Obviously, they've lost. They released Troy Deeney, big player, obviously. Um, Tahif Jong went to Luton, right? So that was a good four or five million. And obviously, Job went to um, Sunderland, which is better than his it. brother, apparently. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, it could be. I'd wait, wait for it. Be uh, be starting ahead of his brother for Real Madrid in five years' time. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I, I still think I still think that they've in, their transfer business encourages me, and I think. They they've also just recently signed someone else as well. I forgot. I I I did write it down. Um, uh, oh, I forget who it was, but they they've just signed another kind of like exciting youngster that they had on trial and seems to seems to be quite highly rated. So I'm I'm relatively optimistic, and I think they won't be anywhere near the relegation zone this season for me. And I quite like John Eustace as a manager. Seems a bit of a maverick and seems a bit of a you know character in character as well. So um yeah, that's I'm I'm relatively optimistic about that team. What about you, Joe? Yeah, weirdly I am in the same boat. Considering they finished 17th last year, I yeah. think that was a real misnomer. Um I think that given what Eustace did on no preseason essentially and, and yeah. no planning, um they were going great guns at Christmas and just fell on afterwards. It fell off afterwards rather, which is fairly self-explanatory without a full preseason behind you and like getting your ideas into the players. Yeah. Um, and like you've identified, I, I like their transfer business. I think the name that I'd add from the list is, is Bielik from Dar- Derby. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love that player. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's a quality signing intent and don't get me wrong. Last couple of seasons, maybe hasn't been, up to the heady heights that it was when he was out on loan from Arsenal. But uh, I think there's real quality through the back door coming in there. And uh, yeah. I am I'm quietly excited about what uh, what Birmingham are cooking up this year. Yeah, completely agree. No, I, I, I'm glad that you uh, you agree with my optimism on them. Mm. I think um, I think, like I said, if I if I can keep the keep the goals kind of like, you know, limited, you know, in the other end in terms of like conceding i think you know they could they could build a solid foundation there and i think they've got you know some quite exciting youngsters coming through which i think could you know trouble i think right for me i think roberts is a great signing i'm i'll say it again i think that's 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 good business from that's good business how he got from lead stuff or he would have been someone that was in around that squad especially if they lost a lot of players mm-hmm. um leads this season so I think that's a really good, really good signing. And Dembele, I've seen play for Bournemouth, and he's yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a maverick in terms of like you don't know what you're going to get from him, but he can provide magic. And I think that's that's something I think you know Birmingham's been missing certainly mm. for the last few seasons. So no, that's good. And on mm. that, and on that, we finished our championship 
review of preview of all the teams. That's mad, isn't it? How quick's that gone? We have. It's flown by. Yeah. And they will live and die by these ratings as well. Exactly. Um, their that... seasons will they'll pin these up on the wall in the in the dressing rooms, I imagine. Um, okay, so we'll um, we'll take a little break there, and then we'll go into our predictions for this season in terms of tables and top goal scorer, player, and surprise package. We'll see you in a moment. Okay, we're back. So. Um, as uh, as we said before the mini break, we, me and Joe, will kind of give our twenty four to one um, championship table and see how different it is. And we'll also do our surprise package, our player, and our top goal scorer for the season. Um, so I think we'll do our tables first. So, Joe, do you want to maybe let's do your twenty four to twenty to start with? Ooh. And then- I like that. So should we, should we and we can compare, can't we? Yeah, go on then. So um in ascending order, so starting from the bottom, Rotherham, sorry, twenty-fourth, <laughs> low hopes. Twenty-third, as alluded to, Sheffield Wednesday. I don't mm. think they've got big things ahead of them. Twenty-second and the final relegation spot, I think QPR. I think they're getting sucked in. I think they're gone. Twenty-one, West Brom. Very worried. Wow. And 20th, wow. Plymouth. Centurions Plymouth seat themselves in a, in 20th spot. Interesting. No, I've, I've, I've got some similar ones to you, but I've definitely gone a bit different. So I've got Plymouth, 24th. I've got Rotherham, Centurions Plymouth. Mm, I've got Rotherham, Rotherham, 23rd. I've got QPR, 22nd. Oh, bang on. Yeah, I've got um, Hull, 21st. And I've got Cardiff twentieth. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. No, no. I, I, I said the Sheffield Wednesday one is one that baffled me. Uh, that I definitely disagree with by personally, but mm. I can definitely see it happening. Though that's the thing. I can definitely, you know, see it potentially happening. Yeah, so that's fair. But some some similar ones in there, but some interesting. But I rate yours as well. That's that's fine. I, I get it. Okay, so why don't you do your nineteen to let's say thirteen. Yeah, I love that. So, like, lower mid-table. Yeah, exactly. Not high hopes. 19th, Preston. Sorry, mm-hmm. not another invincible season incoming. Uh, 18th, Huddersfield. Mill Warnock yeah. bows out with a, a whimper, unfortunately. Cardiff in 17th, just nothing doing. Um, 16th, Stoke, as alluded to, um, average. 15th, Hull, Um even with their cream telephone boxes. Fourteenth, <laughs> I have Ipswich. That's where I've got them okay. settled. Miles above the relegation zone, but yep. uh yeah, just sat there. And thirteenth, uh Watford. I, I just think they're they're not doing anything special this year. Yeah, no, that I uh, say I yeah, I definitely see them uh, that prediction. Um I think I'm quite aligned to some of them. Some of them are a little bit higher than others. But yeah, that's a that's a solid one. So my my 19th is Huddersfield, so quite close to yours. Yeah. I've got uh, Wednesday in 18th. Yeah. I've got, funny enough, I've got Swansea in 17th. Yeah. I've got Preston in 16th. Okay, yeah. 
I've got uh, Watford in 15th. I've got Bristol City in 14th. So that is the rogue one because I know that's you... good. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a, yeah. a bone of contention at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously I don't feel as strongly as you do clearly on that one. And I've got Stoke 13th. Nice. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different, but there's uh, some running themes. I think we're both aligned that Watford are pretty much going to have a nothing season. I think that's a clear one and Preston will be there or thereabouts. But yeah, the, the Bristol City one, I think, is definitely a bone for contention for you. That is. I'm going I'm going large on Bristol City. So. No, love it. Love it. Yeah. Good. Okay, so, you're tw- so we'll do 12th to 7th just before the... Nice. 12th uh Swansea. Yep. I do not think threatening the playoffs. Millwall in eleventh, I've got. Mm-hmm. Um Coventry at tenth. I feel like the momentum is gone. I do not think they will continue uh with, with such high mm-hmm. high expectations. Sunderland I've got up in ninth. Um okay. Birmingham I've got in eighth, which might be a surprise considering their their position last year. But yeah, I I, I don't hate Birmingham's chances this year. Yeah. And I've got Blackburn at seventh, which I don't love, but I've said it, so yeah. that's what I'm committing to. No, no, that's that's fair enough. Um, there's some definitely crossovers with mine, which is cool. Um, but I think some ones that you think might be bone for contention as well. So, uh, my twelfth is West Brom. My eleventh is Birmingham. My eleventh is Birmingham. So I think they'll do a lot better. Uh, my tenth is Millwall. My ninth is Ipswich, so I think they're going to do a lot better. So I think they'll just be outside the releg- uh, the playoffs, um, but I think they'll be higher than people think, or uh, Ipswich fans think they're going up like, automatic next season, but I think that's a, <laughs> a stretch too far. But um, I've got Blackburn in eighth, and I've got Norwich just slightly missing out on the playoffs in seventh. So exciting stuff. Yeah, so I clearly have Coventry probably a lot higher than you you have. That's the for me the probably the glaring one out of that because we mm. kind of put we put Blackburn in eighth, didn't we, or seventh? You did. Yeah, seventh, so, eighth. I yeah. I am comparing them as we go along, so I'll be able to let you know what our oh, biggest nice. yeah, uh, I haven't written down disconnects them, are at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so now tell me your playoff zone, sixth to third. So sixth to third, sixth sneaking in. Dark horses, Bristol City. Love it's it. nailed on. It's Love nailed it. on. They're sneaking in. Last game of the season. And, and they will battle it out in the playoffs with the giants of Leicester, Norwich and Middlesbrough in nice. fifth, fourth okay. and third. Nice. I like that. So I actually have Coventry six. So I think they might just sneak into the playoffs if they keep Harmer. I've got Leeds fifth. I've got Sunderland fourth and Middlesbrough third. I have. Whoa. So... Yeah, so again, I, you didn't mention Middlesbrough in your in your playoffs, did you? Uh, they were third. Middlesbrough oh, third. Were third, to be fair. Oh, okay. So the Sunderland had... one has blown me away. Yeah, yeah. Sunderland, you put ninth, didn't you? Or tenth? I did. You? Yeah, ninth. Yeah. So, yep. So let me. So finally, shall we do our second? So let's both do our second. So who's your second? My second was Leeds. Your second was Leeds. My yep. second was Leicester. Okay. And clearly, I felt like, the same. Yeah, we're unanimous at the top Southampton. with Southampton. There same. were one, two, three picks that we said the same. 
first, oh, really? second, third, first, sorry, third. So Southampton and Middlesbrough. Yeah. And we are both agreed that QPR are going to come 22nd. So <laughs> nice. a dicey season on the cards for them, apparently. No, that's, um, that's, that's interesting. But yeah. I think, yeah, I, 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 we'll keep that running theme going and mm. we'll keep referring back to these tables. But I think there's some, I think based on our, I think all of our, you know, reviews of all the teams, I think it adds up, I think, where we think they are. And I think we kind of have similar viewpoints, but there's a few that are, you know, some dark horses in there for you. And I think we're both thinking, well, I'll put I'll put a spoiler out there. My surprise package this year is Birmingham. I think they really have a chance of improving themselves this season. I think they will be a surprise package and do a lot better than probably people will give them credit for. So that's my surprise package. Yeah, I... Uh, it's funny because I don't hate that at all, actually. I think if my surprise package wasn't even more surprising, um, I probably would have gone for Birmingham as well. Yeah. But yeah, to nobody's surprise, my surprise package this year is Bristol City. Um, notes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Nigel Pearson is is yeah is concocting, but or why I'm so scared of him. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just scared to say that he won't do well this year. He'll come yeah. knocking. But um, yeah, Bristol City lump on. The Premiership awaits. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, that's 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 an interesting call, but I'm 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 all for it. If if they if they are showing promise and they're doing really well, then I will root for them because uh, you know I've, you definitely your your enthusiasm for them touches my heart, Joe. So that's great. <laughs> um, it's all good. Um, okay, so that's our surprise package. So my player of the season, I'm I'm actually going for Dewsbury Hall from Leicester. I think he's got a really big season in him now. And I think it's with the, you know, Madison and Barnes going, it's really down to him to step up and really anchor that midfield. And I think, you know, he could really do some amazing things this season. I really do rate him highly. And I think, you know, for me, he's, he's someone that's, you know, I think got something to prove. And sometimes when you have a chip on your shoulder, that's when you bring the best out of people. So I think that's, you know, that's a, for me, a, I think he's got the minerals, as I say. That's the word we say. Oh, I love that. Uh, well, to, to do it. Knock me down with a feather, Andy, because my player of the season is also Dewsbury Hall. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so that they, I, I feel like we should have manufactured some conflict there, but um, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think when he played in the Premiership, he didn't look out of place. And the fact yeah. that he might be playing his trade in the Championship next year is worrying for the other teams around them. I think actually the fact that I put Leicester fifth is in large part due to the fact that it looks like they'll keep him because I do not rate that highly the rest of the lesser squad, but I think he's a real difference maker in the same ilk of Madison, et cetera, et cetera. Completely agree. Yeah. I think he's, um, it's, it's now the platform he's got to step up now and he, he doesn't have that, you know, he can't just fade into the, background of being in Madison and Barnes' shadow. He is mm. it's his time now. And sometimes when you're the main man, it's what exactly what happened to Rice when, you know, he was at West Ham. When he became the main player and the main attraction, he really stepped up and, you know, became world class, right? And I think mm. he can, you know, he can tear that championship up and I think he'll do really well. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Top um, goal scorer Andy. Yeah. Come on. Who are, are you backing? Gotta go, my man Tuber Atcom. Oh, I think he's gonna do it again. I think you know, I think with Archer going, I think you know he's again got to step up and be the man, man. But I think he's got it. I think he, 
I think he's going to be right up there for you know scoring as many goals, and he's proved it right. And he it, it was what I liked about him last season is it was a consistent level of goals. He didn't just you know he's not one of them strikers that like scores a shed ton by Christmas and then doesn't score for like so long. It was a prolonged level of goal scoring, which I think is is super important for teams in over in a forty six game season. Um, and I think he'll do it again. That's just my my two cents. What about you? I like Trey Adams. I think he's the yeah. the um, the Cameron Jerome of of the next ten years. I think he, he may well bounce backwards and forwards between the championship and the prem. But my word, he's going to fill his boots every time he's in the championship. Um, I think he's got a big one in him. I, yeah. I can feel it in my waters. Absolutely. No, I think uh, you know he's you know he's a Scotland international, right? So he's you know he's clearly someone that's got something about him, and you know yeah, I meant to say good things about him, Andy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think he'll do well. I think you know if we're thinking Southampton are going to be up there at, right, at number one, you know, first in the table, he's clearly there's good. You got go- goals from somewhere, so you know who's going to get it from? It's you know, Armstrong and probably you know um, Trey Adams are probably going to split the goals between them but you know i i i can see it happening 100 percent. so you know i think it's a very fair very fair shout there joe thank you excellent no that's really good well there we go that is the championship review done with our tables and our nominations and we'll keep referring back to that and it'll be interesting to see how awful we've done at the end of the season (laughs) to really to really confirm that we really are no experts on this but hopefully you really enjoyed that um, when we come back, just after a little mini break, we'll uh, we'll give you an update on our on our uh, chosen non-league side, Canvey Island. We'll see you in a mo. Right. So, as promised, we're back. Um, and Andy, I believe you've got some some hot off the press Canvey Island news for us. Absolutely. So I've been following them on Twitter now. I'm, I'm I'm now a keen follower, and I've been keeping up to date on their pre-season games so far in uh, preparation for a incredibly incredibly competitive Isthmian Premier League season. Um, so then pre-season started on the 11th of July with a. Uh, with a ropey one nil win of at Malden and Tiptree, so they're at home, one one nil win, and that was a you know little bit squeaky bum time from the uh, from the admin on the on the Twitter page. It seemed that it was a quite a tight game, and uh, Canvey came up with like a last minute winner, which you know probably limbs everywhere in 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 that stadium, massive, right? Um, and then they on the fifteenth of July, so a couple of weeks ago, they had a much more convincing five nil win of East Farrock United, um, which clearly means that either East Farrock United uh, don't have a squad or they had a lot of trialists because at the moment, I think you said in the last episode they only have twelve outfield players at the moment or signed up at, at the minute. Yeah, the yeah. the hunt is on for um for step seven football. Yeah. Uh, but then they were necessarily humbled on Tuesday, the 18th of July against Braintree Town at home where they lost 4-0. So it's been a, you know, six goals six goals scored, four conceded. So plus two goal difference at the moment in pre-season. Um, so 
bit of a mixed bag, but they've got an upcoming game coming up on Friday, the 21st. Oh, actually, that should be, have happened right now. They played Haybridge Swifts. So let me just quickly double check what that score was, because that's uh, clearly their website is uh, not always hot off the press. Um, mm, just slow on... off the press. Maybe it's a newspaper. Yeah, maybe slow off the press. Yeah. So they played Haybridge Swifts. So Haybridge Swifts are actually one of my really local teams. So I live in an area called Whittam in Essex and uh, uh, Haybridge are based in a place called Maldon, which is really, really kind of close. So um Ah, so full-time score, Haybridge won one nil. So at the moment, they're two for two, Canvey Island, in pre-season. So, hey, um, what was it we were saying earlier? It, it does, doesn't matter, apparently. No. This is, when we lose the games, it's because we need minutes in the legs. Absolutely. Um, and when we're winning, it's a good indicator for the rest of the season. So, yeah, we're very much in the former camp at the minute. So they've got um so the next two upcoming preseason games, which we'll review in the next episode. We next two episodes we do, um, which will be our League One predictions, which is crazy to think. Um, they play Southend United um on Tuesday the twenty fifth at Canvey. So that's a uh, that's literally tomorrow at the time of recording. So that's a half seven kickoff. So that's a that's a that's a rogue fixture. That sounds some... like a minutes in the legs one. Yeah, definitely. And then they're at home to Bowers and Pitsy. Uh, for their last preseason game of the to- uh, game of the season before they actually they've got a few more actually, um they got a fair amount because they play West Ham United actually uh in a uh, in a friendly as well which is quite quite insane as well on in August until their season kicks off on the twelfth of August against Haring Haringey Borough so that's they've got a few more preseasons so we'll keep you updated on how they're getting on currently two for two. Um, plus one goal difference. Um, so you know, up the canvy. When we say two for two, we mean they've lost two in two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah, that, that's two fine. for two, two in. I like how we're enough. establishing that as the measure early doors, though, because then then we can really confuse people when we say, "Yeah, we've had a cracking season with forty for forty six Um, <laughs> they do the old American. Yeah, like, they, they don't need American to know exactly, yeah, exactly that. They clearly don't like draws at the moment. So, you know, <laughs> they just love this. Either a, that's what I love. It's either like, you know, it's either a win or a loss. Don't care about these draws nonsense. It's, a, it's either all guns blazing or go down in a blaze, essentially. If I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's minute in the legs <laughs> or it's we're cultivating a winning culture. One of the two. Oh, exactly. But yeah, that was your Canvey Island update. And uh, I'm going to try and slide into the DMs of uh, some of the players and uh, see if we can get them onto the podcast in a future episode, because I think it'd be a really good insight to get. So awesome. Well, that actually brings our second episode to a close today, which is mad to think uh, that, you know, we're still learning, obviously, this podcast stuff. And uh, I really appreciate, you know, you listening in and, and keeping in with us. But I felt that episode flowed a lot better, Joe. Yeah, I, they're all smooth as butter for me. I think we've we've cracked the case now. We're basically professionals. Completely, so. mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. No, no notes. Um, spot on. Just big ticks in every box. Exactly. You know, ticking every box. But you now we always appreciate you listening, and you obviously please, uh, you know, listen to you listen to us on all the podcast platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Give us a five star review, a thumbs up, all that good stuff. Um, so the next two episodes you'll uh, you'll hear from us next week, hopefully, um, is uh, our League One predictions and the League One team by team review. So one Joe Weaver will be very uh, invested. My favourite league, my yeah. favourite league by far. 
Yeah. So uh, watch out for that. Very much looking forward to dissect that league um, as well. So uh, I have a little bit of experience in it. Be uh, watching it last year of Ipswich, so you know up 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 the Ipswich and up the Orient. So, uh, yeah, have a good uh, rest of your day, everybody, and thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, this is the EFL Sesh podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah.